All right, let's get this party started. Here are two old guys on the back porch. I am Steve Scotch, and as always, we have the lovely and talented Cat. That's C-A-T at the helm of the ship. Cat, what's up? Hey, how y'all doing? We've got a Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and we also be found on Facebook and Instagram. And this week, we're going to shout out two of our listeners. One is in a place Steve and I would love to go, but I don't know if we could stand the flying, is Sydney, Australia. Sydney, the vibrant point known for its harbors, its super beaches, and its Sydney Opera House. And the other place is Hellsburg, California, nests along the Russian River there in Sonoma County. Little charming town right in the middle of wine country. Giving y'all a big cheer. All right. Alcohol is the magnet that pulls us out here to the back porch. Today I'm back on the Brooklyn Lager. I don't know what it is. It's a really good beer. Really really good. good I've talked about it before, so I won't talk about it again. Kat, what you got? I'm trying the brand new Truly uh, Margarita Collection, just mm. like the Surf Collection for Lot White Claws, ready for your summertime fun. Wow. How many collections are we going to have? I don't know. They keep bringing one out every single season. They both had one for the holidays. Now they both each have one for the summer. Yay. All right. Just keep you all drinking. We're going to get to the hot topic today. I'm going to stop saying hot topic. All right. Today... <laughs> All right, today. The subject of the hour. Is that better? All right. <laughs> this one ought to go well. We're going to talk about dating. Something we haven't done in 30 years. Right. <laughs> Unless one of us didn't know about what the other one's doing. I don't know. And by the way, if you're in the dating game right now, good luck with that. Okay. I mean, if I was single right now and looking for love, I, w- I would be screwed. Okay. <laughs> and I don't mean in a good way. I would say, now back in my day, you you went to a bar, you know, local club, tried to meet somebody, you know, I guess that still happens, Uh, you know, now, of course, way back in the day, there were these things called personal ads, which were in the newspaper, that dinosaur, so it kept Style Weekly going. Right. It, it, it was in the back of the paper where, where the classified ads are. And I know you 20-something punks. I don't even know what the classifieds are. But it was like what the are back, those things? back so page of the newspaper. They would list. You could find jobs or, you know, maybe meet somebody. And, I mean, that's right. It was in black and white. It'd be like a little paragraph, right? It'd be like single white males. Seeking single black female. I don't know. Just make it up. And and they they had all these uh, abbreviations. Exactly. It was like an entire system for the personal ads. It was like D, we'll just make, what is that? DWF, divorced white female. SD. SD was not social disease, it was social drinker. Okay. N slash S non-smoker, and the list went on and on. Now, 
I don't know. Maybe the, does the online dating does that have an abbreviation system? I mean, when you're setting up your profile, I don't know. I've never fooled around with the site, so I, I have no idea. I think we should have done research on this before we did this. No research necessary. <laughs> Continue on. I mean, the path that everyone seems to be taking today, right, is the online dating apps. Correct, Tinder. It was right there. I mean, it's on your phone. You don't have to make too much of an effort to look to see what's out there. I got you. A little history, because I'm good at history. Actually, I was bad in history at school. but I was it, good at history. In 1994, the first one, I believe, was called Kiss.com, which became the first modern dating website called Match.com. I'm sure you remember the commercials for right. Match.com. Now, that started about 95. Now, starting... This is when it got good, was in the early 2000s. You had these specialized uh, online dating services popping up. You know, the one I always enjoyed was the uh, FarmersOnly.com commercials. Now, that's the site where you're looking for a guy or a girl who has pig shit on their boots. No, okay, no, 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 now, no, 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 no. You're this, just looking, excuse me, a country girl here. You're just looking for a nice country girl that's used to the less suburban, less, you know, cosmopolitan lifestyle. It's pretty much the dating site where looks aren't that important. Excuse okay. Even, even... You mean if she can go feed the pigs, she's all in? I have no problem with that. If I was a farmer and I had nobody, give it a whirl. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying they kind of started making these little pods for each little group. Even the old... The blue hairs got their own thing. Which yeah, the silver something another. Silver or singles. Our, our time or something. Christian mingle. Uh, to me, that's a little creepy for the old for the old cats to have. Sorry, I don't know. Whatever. You know, Viagra's out there. You got to get your game on. I there, guess. There's over fifteen hundred. One thousand five hundred dating apps out there. Okay, so so have at it. I mean. Of course, the two old guys on the back porch are, are going to tell you what what's wrong with this system. That's what we're well, good at, and here I we mean, go. If you if you can find someone and it works for you, wonderful. Good, wonderful. But you know, Look, have that critical thinking cap on when you're looking through these profiles. Again, I know the times have changed, and I have not changed with the times. But, but you're sitting there typing back and forth with somebody that you don't know, okay? Like the wifey likes a show called Catfish. Is that what it's called? Yes. Where they expose these losers. If you're on the internet pretending to be somebody you're not, you're, you're pathetic. I mean, you're playing with somebody's emotions. I mean... They, they should lock these assholes up. They should, because I mean, it's an emotional damage that they're causing other people. I mean, okay, so, you know, if you're talking with someone and they're not, they just can't video chat, and they're, uh, some reason or other, the camera on their phone doesn't work anymore, but instead they still have Instagram and there's fake pictures of other people it's on there. It's all red flags. It's all red flags. Look at the, you know, look. I know it's hard to use your brain before your heart or any other organs. True. But 
have a, have a good think about what is really going on. I don't know. If you if you think about starting a relationship with someone on the internet, which sounds a little strange to me anyway, and then you find out that the girl you thought you were communicating with is actually a guy. I mean, here here's how to eliminate that problem right off the bat. One, two, chatties back and forth. Emails, texts, or whatever. That's it. One or two. And then how about an actual phone conversation? Not texting, none of that. I mean actually talking to each other on the phone. Get that out there because then you can smell a rat pretty good by having phone conversations. Look, again, back in my day, you know, you tried to get a girl's digits. You know, you tried to get her phone number. You talked on the phone a couple times. See, she either told you to, to take a hike or she'd agree to go on a date with you. I mean, it's pretty simple, you know? There's one big thing missing in this online dating thing, and that's the trust factor. I just, I don't know if I can trust it. I mean, if you look at someone's profile and, and they have, you know, I like to travel and ride bikes and go sailing. Well, they should have and, pictures of them doing right, all those right, three things. Right. And then you meet them. And they're sitting on the couch and watching she's WrestleMania. she's done no traveling. She said she went to the beach once. Um, asked her what kind of bike she has. And she doesn't even own a bike. She rode her sister's one time. And uh, as far as the sailing goes, she doesn't know the difference between the bow and the stern of a boat. So, I mean, here we go with this profile reads traveling, biking, and sailing, and she's done none of it. I mean, like I said, it just, it sounded good on the profile, but let's just say you find someone on a dating site, and you appear to be a good match, and you go on a date, and now you're on the missing persons list, okay? I mean, that does happen. Well, I mean, yesterday they had some lady from Powhatan, 60 years old. She met someone on the internet, and nobody knows where this lady is now. Oh, no. It's, like I said, the trust thing for me, it's a, it's a bit much. I mean, I know thousands the, and the, millions of people do this every day. The, I just question. The thing that kills me is they'll have Instagram accounts, and they these people will direct message you, and I never... You know, like them back or any of that stuff, because right. I I can look from the profile and tell it's all BS. Especially right. if it's a guy in a military uniform who's like just about my age, right, right. And you know, it's like maybe maybe at the most three to six pictures of him, and he's in like you know that those pictures number one are stolen. Right. Number two, he's probably not your age, and you know. And then the name on the profile doesn't match the picture that's there. It's all creepy to me. I don't know. Like I said, some girl thinks she's found Mr. Right, and now she's found Mr. Rapist. I mean, I guess the only way to do it right is, like I said, these guys, maybe the first couple times at least, if you're going to go out with them, maybe have your friends show up. Don't meet them. Is that something people do is don't go meet these guys Put in a public by place. themselves? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It's, it's You know, you can always go, me and Sally are going out for drinks and blah, blah, blah. Would you want to meet us there? 
Well, yes. I don't really want your friend there. Well, then there's your first clue. Yeah. Drop this sucker like a hot potato. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, here's another scenario. Just say things are going great. You've been on several dates now, and now you're going to sleep together. And bam. One of the other pulls out the whips and chains. Okay, now you're like, oh, shit, I'm in a hell of a fix here now. Um, you know, here's another scenario. You know, you got a nice girl meets a Prince Charming on a dating site. They go out at the end of the night. Prince Charming tells her he's a little low on cash. Oh, that's your first um, sign. Right. Um, you know, maybe can you pick up the bar tab? And he said he'll catch you next time, right? Then the next day, the girl stops to get some gas and opens her purse. And guess what? Um, I had a $50 bill in here. Now that's missing. So then she goes for the credit card. Oh, fuck it. He, he got that too. He didn't clean this poor little girl out. And then she tries to contact Prince Charming and the ghosting begins. Right, like, uh, he right. doesn't know. Yeah, that. Again. There was a whole thing on uh, Netflix, the Tinder Swindler. Wow. The guy was, I mean, and, the, and this guy was claiming to be part of some diamond brokerage. He was nothing. And he would steal money from one girl to go spend on the next one. Right. And it kept going until he finally ran out of girls. I just, I, I find it so strange how these girls can fall for these dudes. And I don't want to make it sound like the guy's always the creep. There's some dodgy women out there that do the same shit. So let's let's get that straight. But, you know, again, if you've, you've been talking to this guy, texting, emailing, whatever you do, and y'all go out on a date, and all of a sudden he wants to, like, go... 50-50 on the check, which I, maybe that's allowable. I don't know, first time. It, to me, it's kind of bush. It's lame. You know, back in my day, the man, you know, you open the door for the lady. You pay for a meal. If you don't, if you know it's not going anywhere, you're not clicking, whatever. You just shake hands and, and say, you know, good luck down the road. But I, I don't know. Um, again, now the, the opposite of this ghosting thing is harassing. Okay, now, just say the girl, you know, started the process or whatever it's called with the guy online, and, and, and some kind of red flags went up, right? And she's like, no, no thanks. But he continues to reach out to her, even though she has told him soulmate. repeatedly to go away. And this stuff happens all the time. Like I said, you put yourself out there. You know, you're subject to have to deal with this behavior right. where they keep coming at you over and over and over again. Now, as we know, the coronavirus put a hell of a dent in the bar and club. Basically, the whole mingling scene. Right. It should be sort of back to normal by now. Um, now, out here where we are, there's a major cougar scene out here. Evidently, evidently the Cougs don't have to go to work because you can ride by I've that. I've got my online business and my eBay business and my other businesses. Oh, and I, you know, I sell Pampered Chef on the side. You can ride by the Cougar Den just about any night out there, and that parking lot is packed, is it not? Yes. But anyway, as far as advice for dating in the 2020s, I have none. Um, maybe try to go to church. Maybe five. <laughs> and I did that, I that before. Before bad. I got married, I did 
that when I lived in Atlanta. I went to the single swingle whatever right. thing. Right. And it, it's not a bad. It's not a bad place to right. meet people. Right. I mean, they might not be the people you thought you were going to meet, but there's some nice people there. Right. Like I said it sounds a little wrong saying, you know, why don't you go try going to church, you know, not to have Jesus save your soul, but to find a nice Christian girl. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> go to church. Hey, join the choir, you know, whether you can sing or not. Who knows? You know, it's worth a shot. At least maybe for your second husband. I don't know. Whoa. All right. <laughs> we're going to roll right into... One tough son of a bitch. Today, it's Booker T. Washington. Now, y'all are going to think we're kind of Virginia biased on this thing. Because we are. Like, we're not. <laughs> I had no idea. When I look at these people, I'm looking at horse racing. You did not know? I had no idea horse racing. The first thoroughbred race was in Gloucester. Uh, we did that last week. And now this week, Booker T. Washington... From Hales Ford, Virginia. Right. And guess Franklin. where Hales Ford is? Franklin yes, County. Franklin, Franklin County, where I went to one year of college and one year of drinking moonshine. <laughs> I mean, and everything comes back to alcohol, really. I mean, Franklin Holy County, moly. who would have thought? Okay, Booker T was born in the moonshine capital of the world. All right, uh, let's get serious now. Born into slavery, never knew his father. Is said to be a white man from the, another plantation, which a lot of that dirty shit went on back and then. Um, taught, taught himself to read at age nine. Right. Yeah, he was something else. I mean, eventually after the Civil War, he and his family moved to West Virginia. And then he traveled 500 miles. On foot. On foot to go to, it was, at that time it was called, Hampton Normal and Agricultural Institute. Right. It's now today called Hampton University. Right. One of our pra- pla- sorry, proud black universities here in the state of Virginia. I mean, he walked 500 miles to, to get to that school with nothing. He had nothing. He worked as a janitor right. to he, pay for his, his education. His entrance exam was sweeping a floor. Yeah. And, and after- he ended up being a janitor. And after graduation, he became a president of the Tuscany, Tuskegee, T- Tuskegee Institute in Alabama. Uh, I don't know. If that, that's some kind of tie into that Hampton School, right? Right. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's an HBCU, historically black college or university. Yeah. It produced a lot of uh, black educators. And help many black students become gainfully employed. Uh, 1896, Booker T. Washington became the first African American to graduate from Harvard. Right. Okay. I mean, look, this guy born into slavery, busted his ass to get through school, came from Hales Ford, Virginia, he was graduated the, from Harvard. He I mean, was the first African American ever depicted on a U.S. postage stamp. Yeah. I. I you know, I don't want to get into the backbiting about Booker. I mean, there's some critics that complain that, you know, I don't know if it, he wasn't black enough. or I he, don't know. He, he was, the, like, the first guy to ever, like, have dinner with the President of the United States. And they, even they, still, the Southern states got mad about that. They took pokes at him for no reason. Uh, he wasn't big in integrating white schools. Um well, really? but I mean, you got to look at the, how he started out at Hampton, and and he started to skiki himself. That's the right. way his right. his mindset was. 
We'll group together and we'll do this on our own. Anybody that took a shot at Booker T. Washington, you should be ashamed of yourself, really. I mean, I really enjoy reading about people who come from absolutely nothing and go okay. on to do great things. I do. And if you ever, you know, the state that we live in is a great state to go to historic places like uh, down in Weensburg or go up and see, you know, Arlington Cemetery. You know, there's a zillion places. But one not thought of is a trip to go down 460. If you take 460, you can hit four different historic places. One of them is Booker T's home place there in Franklin County. It's off of 460. Other one is Bedford, is the DJ Memorial in Bedford, Virginia. Another one is um, Poplar Forest, where Thomas Jefferson had his summer home. And the last one is um, Appomattox, Virginia, where the end of the Civil War happened. Right. So mm -hmm. Good point. That's, that's a, it's four historic places that maybe not everybody goes to. Good that little are just road on one, trip. On one road trip you can take care of. Yep. All right. Booker T. Washington. I'm going to tell you what. It came from absolutely nothing and did great things. And that's why Booker T. was one tough son of a bitch. All right, today, the cocktail of the week is the Negroni. Correct. I said it correct, Negroni, which is sort of the same as the Boulevardier. Do you see this little building block yes, we're doing? Yes, we, kind of, we okay. kind of match these two. The, the, the Manhattan is sort of like the Boulevardier from last week. And the, the Boulevard, the, the Negroni is sort of like the Boulevardier. Again, if you heard us on the podcast about beer and bartender, these drinks, you can just interchange one ingredient, one ingredient here or there, and, and make a new drink. Um, now, this is one of the most popular stirred drinks in history. Don't ask me why. Don't ask me why either. I, I mean, except it's a gin drink, okay. And you know, again, gin. I don't have a problem with it, but you better get some Bombay Sapphire, right, or okay. Hendrix, right, something. Right. And this was invented in Florence by a dauntless Italian count, Camillo Agroni, in the early twentieth century. In a bar that was Cassini in Florence, he demanded the bartender strengthen his cocktail, the Americano, replacing the usual soda with gin. All right. Well, I'm going to give you my recipe. You can shoot it down or not. Okay. We have a into your mixing glass filled with ice. Okay. You should have that down by now. Right. One shot of gin, a shot of Campari, and a shot of sweet vermouth. So it's basically the Boulevardier where you take out the bourbon and you put in the gin. Gin, Campari, sweet vermouth into your mixing glass. Glass. Stir the shit out of it and pour it in a cocktail glass filled with ice and bam, you got the Negroni. Now, you said you felt the Boulevardier was too sweet, right? Yes. I feel, now I have made this drink for myself, that this is way bitter. 
It is. I, I don't know how it can be. I tried. I tried. I tried. You've got the sweet for I know. I, I, I mean, I, I don't, don't know if it's it. it's the Campari that's. Spread. I could. I mean. I haven't tried it. Like other drinks, including bitters, Negroni usually tastes slightly bitter. Bitter sweet. If right. to be precise, some people think otherwise and find it how anyone can find it drinkable. I tried. And, you know. I love gin, but this is not the gin drink for me. Wow. Well, I don't know where I found it. It was one of the most popular stories in the last years. It must be in Italy or France or something south of France. It is not with Cat Johnson here in Rockville, Virginia. All right. Today, we were bumpered in with a song called Earthbound. I tune it. It's a great song by Rodney Crowell, 71 years old from Houston, Texas. Great songwriter, singer, performer, two Grammys. I got a couple of his albums down in the man cave of songs like uh, Many a Long and Lonesome Highway, If Looks Could Kill, Above and Beyond, which is, is actually a Buck Owens song. I didn't even know. And in his later years, he, he's really written, written some great songs it's kind of been here recently. Do you I've, think he's a better singer, or do you think he's a better songwriter? I, he, you know, he, there's, I don't really, even really compare it. I mean, he's just a great all-around music person. I mean, he, he's, again, he's getting older, and, and the songs he's doing now, he's put out the last couple of years, they're really, really great. you got to listen to the words to these songs. Uh, he, he's kind of looking back, you know, which, what, what does a man do when he hits his 70? You know, when you get older, you start right. looking back and uh, listen to the song, It Ain't Over Yet. Okay? Do you think he was better when he was with Roseanne? Oh, that, I mean, that was a run. They had a run. It was great. I mean, they loved each other. They put out great music. It didn't last. You know, it, it was a great era in his life. Um, again, the song, it's three charters from that, so it should right, be a good relationship. Exactly. Like I said, listen to the song, It Ain't Over Yet. It's about an old man. He's putting it all out here. Very powerful song. Very powerful song. Sorry. Um, again, Kat mentioned he was married to Roseanne Cash from, they had a good run. It was like 79 to yeah. 92. Did some great music 80s. together. Um, that song, It Ain't Over Yet, he's got. Actually, she's singing on it, I believe. I believe Roseanne's on it and John Paul White, who's a really great guy. He was part of this duo known as the Civil Wars, who were freaking awesome. I, why they broke up, it was John Paul White. No and I can't think of what that lady's name was. A very great singer. I don't know. Her husband, I think, was the manager of the group. Are you talking and, about Claudia Church? No. no I, I don't know what her name is. Um, anyway... The Civil Wars are great. But anyway, that's where John Paul White came from. Um, and he's doing his own solo stuff, and I'm sure he's doing well. Very talented. Um, and the fact that Roseanne is there, there's no hard feelings. You know, she is on this song with him. That That's really good. There's no bitterness. Uh, Rodney Crowell is, is one of the two old guys on the back porch. Is one of their favorites. I mean, we wish him many more years of good health and success. And again, today we heard Earthbound. It's a perfect example of an awesome Rodney Crowell song. So 
So uh, just buy every album he's ever done. Just, or maybe just the greatest you. hits if somebody can't quite afford it. Every album the man's <laughs> ever done. I'm just telling you, that's how good this guy is. All right. We want to thank everybody for listening, and we will see y'all down the road. See ya. Track and die, die, die. My life's been so sweet I just can't stand it. Well, I must admit I've made out like a bandit. Last night's conversation was...